0: And welcome to For the Love of Beer podcast. I'm Phil Savory, joined as always by my good friend, Mark Cardy-Johnson.
1: Hello and stravo to you.
0: Stravo to you too. Stravo. Uh, <laughs> for those that are new to the pod, uh, myself and Mark are on a quest to drink 100 different beers from 100 different countries in accordance with our bucket list, which um, normally is up behind me because I've been in my spare room recording these while we've been in, in lockdown. Um, but I've, I've moved to the boudoir today. Right. Okay. Uh, Should we just cut straight to it? We've got two beers to do today. One that um, is a, uh, well, was a fairly common beer in this country anyway, um, like a supermarket type beer, which seems to be fading away. And first up, we've got a beer that neither of us have ever had before, which I'm quite excited about. Mark, tell us what it is.
1: I've been really looking forward to this one. Um, And it's cost us an absolute fortune to get, and it took ages to get hold of. And we stumbled on it purely by chance. But it is from Serbia. Gelen Pivo, which translates as "Gelen is deer and Pivo is beer," so it's um, deer beer. Deer beer. Yeah, it's deer beer. How good's that? I wonder if it's going to taste
0: like a deer. Uh, Already liking the can. Um, It seems very sort of straight to the point.
1: Yeah, well, it's got a deer on it, so deer beer. It's a deer on a beer, literally
0: on a beer. Uh,
1: So yeah, bright yellow, 1756. It's a really old beer. This one. Mm-hmm. Um, much older than the country, which I will come to shortly. Okay. Um, but when I was looking through all the lists of, you know, like we've been Googling it for months and months now, trying to find drop on these different beers and just finding them all the time. Um, but this is one, like just from the way it looks and it's name and everything and Serbia really interests me as a place. And the more research I've done this week, I'm going to come to an event shortly that I really now want to go to. Um, this is just a beer that I've really been excited about doing, and I hope it's not going to let me down. Um, so, should we uh, crack it open?
0: Let's crack I it open. Know.
1: Four point six percent. Yes. Now that bodes well. Um, Five hundred milliliter can, by the way, for those
0: of you who can't see. So, yeah. Let you me know what you think, Mark, on your first sip. Tastes good. I
1: like it. <laughs> that is a solidly good beer.
0: And that's been another episode of For the Love of Beer. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah it is your quality um, it's getting better now I've got a few tastes a few sips I couldn't get much flavour to start with but it's nice now
0: this is decent yeah this is decent
1: the more sips I've had of it, it the better it gets which is good because I've got 24 cans of this
0: um, to be able
1: to place this order as I said I stumbled on this website it was actually in Croatia which has also enabled us to get um another one of the beers that we've been struggling to get, which I thought that one would be easier, actually. But anyway, stumbled on that one, and then noticed they got this as well. However, they only sell it in packs of 24. So, anyway, long story short, the beer itself is actually quite cheap, but the postage for these 48 cans... Anyway, basically, it's come to 85 quid um, for 48. is that? Can. Say again, mate.
0: I didn't realise it was as much as that. Oh, yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I you're talking like... Ridiculous. Yeah, so
1: well, I'm glad it tastes as good as it does.
0: Yeah, because it now makes it seem a
1: bit more worthwhile. Yeah, (laughs) it better be worthwhile. And the Ozusko from Croatia also better be worthwhile as well.
0: Yeah, I think drinking through a pack of these, I wouldn't uh, that wouldn't bother me at all. It's quite good. No, nice, clean, good beer. Nice, nice aftertaste to it. Nice, clean, goes down smooth. It's beautiful. When it arrived,
1: the annoying thing was, because obviously it was a massive package, and I was at work at the time, and the, the huge package that arrived in was absolutely piss wet through. It, the delivery driver put it on the front door. I'd been tracking it, by the way, on DPD, all the way from where it came from. It took about 10 days, I think, something like that. The box was absolutely drenched. So when it got here, I think it worked out there's something like four or five cans that had unfortunately bitten the dust on the journey. So it's ended up costing me even more for the cans that we have seen. But it's well worth it. But anyway, it wasn't actually a crate of 24. It was loads of packs of four cans. Why couldn't they have just advertised selling them as fours on the website? It would have cost me far less. Um, I guess it's, a, maybe
0: it's the cost of them sending it out and that's their way. I don't know. Yeah, I'm presuming
1: that they don't really have what's called for selling Serbian lager to um, to England
0: No um, if this know, it, it would do alright it's it's a good solid beer yeah. isn't it Yeah
1: um, so yeah Southeastern Europe you think it'd be uh, quite easily available here really because there's a lot of Eastern Europeans particularly in our sort of area mm. but this is just one of them ones that you can't seem to get older
0: No definitely not, it's not cropped up in any of the specs um, <laughs> we've been into No
1: right so and Pivo going, Oh go on no. you go ahead translates Um, deer beer which I think is absolutely fantastic great name I don't really know why it's got a deer on it though because it doesn't seem to be the national animal of Serbia for any reason so I I can't seem to work out what the reasoning behind that is so anyway I don't really know why but anyway so it's deer beer which I think is probably the best name that we've come across so far right the logo itself apparently is bugling the deer um bugle that's what I thought well, according to this website I was looking at, it apparently it's bugling, but I I can't see any bugle. Maybe maybe the, that's the name for a deer singing.
0: It looks a bit more like it's yodeling. It does look more like yodeling, yeah. Mm.
1: mm. Right. So, um, it's made by the Apatin Brewery, yep. um, which is owned by Molson Coors. Okay. Um, but it's it's brewed obviously in Serbia. And they also brew um, Star of and Stella and Bex, along with some other sort of Eastern European thing. Um, or
0: Serbians. Say again, sorry. They brew those beers for Serbians?
1: Yes, they do, yeah. Uh, this is the most popular Serbian beer, though, and I can see why, because it's yeah. great. Right, Serbia itself was um, only been a country in its own right since 2006.
0: Oh, is this the breakup of the... Um sort of Yugoslavia and, and those sort of
1: uh... yeah. Um I was looking at the, the sort of history of it yesterday and it's quite it's got quite a checkered past. Um and a lot of it sort of went above my head, so I got bored of it to be honest with you. If I get bored of it, the listeners are going to the few that we've got. So yeah, Yugoslavia from nineteen ninety-two to two thousand three, then it went as Serbia and Montenegro from oh three to oh six, and that was the Unison was like peacefully dissolved in 2006. And since then, it's been Serbia only. Um, So yeah, things about Serbia. Biggest exporter in the world of raspberries.
0: Wasn't expecting that. Okay.
1: No. A bit like the banana episode that we had recently. Um, So we've got another big fruit seller and well exporter. Um, There's a river in Serbia called the River Year. And it's so called because it's 365 metres long. Nice, great name for a river. Yeah, they got a nicked over there, aren't they? <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? Right, most Serbs' surnames end in itch. so you'll be like Phil Severy-itch.
0: Is that like Russian? Russia, where Hardy- they have ending of, and then when it's a woman, it's over.
1: Yeah, that's it. Um, so i will be like Johnson-itch. Yeah, um, and everything is just have itch on there. It's great, isn't it? Right. So famous Serbs. Serbia has been an independent football nation since two thousand and six. Yeah um they've got quite a strong footballing pedigree they've done well um, it turns out they have yeah um took part in world cups in 2010 and 2018 um right any famous serbians do you know any
0: well nemanja vidic
1: yes he was the first one that came to my head
0: he's the big one but stepping yeah. outside of football actually no before i do that so when when all those these countries sort of split off so you had like serbia montenegro um all those Eastern Bloc countries, that are all separated. If they combine together now and put a team together, do you think that oh. team could win like a World Cup or a Euros? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm.
1: Could you imagine the the squad they'd have out of that? I mean, it's, it covers a massive area, doesn't it? And given I'm sure
0: the their freedom, but you know, but than...
1: apparently it's one of um, small. Well, it is a really small country, same sort of size, but slightly smaller than South Carolina state in the US, right? So it's a really small country. It's only got 7 million population. So they've not got a lot to choose from. I mean, what is that, size of Wales or something like that? That's like saying (laughs) that Wales are going to get to the World Cup semis or however far they got in the last one.
0: So 7 million people in their football team. They've got Nemanja Vidic, Ivanovic, uh, Kesman, Matej Kesman, um, uh,
1: Dejan Stankovic, Alexander Kolarov, Nemanja Matic, all Serbs.
0: That's good going. Uh, another ser- Serbian, switching sports. Uh, Novak Djokovic is Serbian, isn't he? He is indeed Serbian. Yes. I always thought Novak. You, you've you know what he looks like, don't you? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought his head looks a bit like the top of a felt tip pen. <laughs> it's an observation.
1: <laughs> like a Crayola one. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, head yeah, like
0: yeah. The top of a Sharpie. <laughs>
1: I shall compare it. We'll post a comparison for the listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Novak Djokovic and I felt it put in the same room. Just uh,
1: no, neither have I. But we're going to, uh, we will compare it. Um, do you think any of those would drink gel and peevo? Yes, I reckon Nemanja Vinic would definitely drink gel
0: and Pivo. He's retired now, so he definitely would. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Even when he was playing, I think he'd he sink a few of these after a game.
0: I don't know. It's what He's what he a big be- guy. Yeah, sort of the era they sort of stopped drinking after sort of early sort of post-millennium is where that sort of drinking culture sort of died off in of football, didn't it?
1: That professionalism happened. Exactly. I mean, what's the point in that?
0: Yeah. It's a little I'm bit, not, nasty, to it. not quite overly so. It's it's like a normal canned, oh God, going again. <laughs> a lot of these a lot of these canned um, Eastern European lagers that we've had have been gas. But I would say, I think this has been, so far compare it to, say, like, Kamenica and what was the other one? So Bulgaria's one, Ursus, Romania. Yeah, it is. Yeah. This, this, for me, is a is a is a level above.
1: Uh, without doubt. Miles above all of them. Um, do you know what? I don't feel like it's let me down. I was slightly worried about this. As I said, I've really been looking forward to it. The way it's presented and everything. And just the place just interests me. It just intrigues me. And I felt like I'd built it up a little bit too much in my head. It's not let me down at all. It's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. It's brilliant. I love it.
0: How do you feel about it as a barbecue beer?
1: I think it'd be a great barbecue beer. I mean going back to my sort of Aldi analogy, people aren't gonna think it's from Aldi because it doesn't look like an Aldi beer. Um you could dish it out. I think it'd be a good talking point. Um I say it's just an interesting place. Like you say to someone oh, you know, give this a go. Yeah. Have this from Hinano from Tahiti while you're at it, straight after, get one of them from Serbia.
0: It's a good contrast to like, you know, to eat like your tropical beers. This more Eastern European is, is a bit of a contrast. But this, yeah. It is. Be a, it would be, um, be a good one. I think, weirdly, I think it would be on the fringes of the ambassador's reception as well, you know.
1: The thing is, a lot of these sort of Eastern European countries, you don't really associate them with ambassador sort of duties, do you? No. Um, they, do, they don't give you that sort of impression. No. But he's got to involve Eastern Europeans somewhere along the line.
0: And this, to me, is not... So, some beers that we've enjoyed, I've said, can't be an ambassador's reception beer because it's too much, say, for the working man, the common man or one person, whatever you identify as. This, I think, is like... I'm sure in Serbia, it's very sort of common, you know, like, uh, uh, well, their Carling or whatever. Yeah. It tastes a lot better. <laughs> but I, I sort of feel like this this, this is, to us, it's quite exotic, well, not exotic in terms of flavour, but from where it's come from. And, no, I, I, I would. I think the ambassador would be intrigued by it.
1: Right. Now there's an event in Serbia. It's called the Guka Trumpet Festival. Right. So a bit like how we have Nantwich Jazz Festival. Yeah. This is the Guka Trump- Trumpet Festival. It started in 1961. It was to find the most accomplished trumpet band in the region. It's a, I think it's about a three-hour drive from Belgrade, the capital. Yeah. Um, But as it was sort of built up over the years, it's now become synonymous. And now this is why I really want to go to Serbia. It's synonymous with the wildest street party in the Balkans, and I can imagine that the Balkan people can drink a lot. Um, They just give me that impression, right? So um, all the bands obviously trumpet and brass bands aren't they? They roam from bar to bar, around the streets, all the pubs, um, the street food and all that sort of stuff. And all the bands go round all the bars trying to drown each other out. So they just keep playing louder and louder over the top of each other, causing absolute like mayhem by all accounts. Um, and the event itself is sponsored by Jell and Pivo. Of course. So every morning, I think it goes on for a week. Um, start of each day, obviously people must camp out and there's hotels and B&Bs, you know, all that sort of stuff. But every morning, the start of it, uh, people are woken by the awakening call of the trumpeters at seven o'clock each morning. So like you've just, like you've got back after a every night session at four yeah. in the morning, you're just having a bit of kit. And then you get... That's it. The day started. Get on the gel and pivo. Right. I love it. Yeah. We go again. There we go, <laughs> Yeah. Get it on your call. We're, We're off, lad. Yeah. Um, for the 50th anniversary, which would have been uh, 2011, um, they invited Barack Obama and Vladimir Putin for the 50th anniversary as a special occasion. I take it. Um, to- well, the piece I was reading on it just said that they'd invited him. There was no sort of elaboration on whether they actually went. And I can't find any evidence, any pictures of it.
0: Yeah, I think um, we're probably busy.
1: Well, but I really want to go. It sounds when great. All this is on. Belgrade and Serbia in general is going on my list of places to go. I'm going yeah. to Serbia.
0: Well, definitely. we did, we we sort of mulled because when we were sort of getting to the how we were getting hold of some of these beers, we did flirt with the idea of um, like a train Odyssey, didn't we, through Eastern Europe? Yeah, could still do it one day, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, that was the idea behind that was to go to the Stiegel Brewery in um, Austria, can't remember where it is, and then down to somewhere in Croatia to pick up um, Ozusko, 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 which we've now got, and then across to Serbia to do this, and then across to Bosnia, another place that I really fancy going to. Mm. Um, and then potentially on the end of that was to go to not Montenegro. Um, another one that we're after from around there Macedonia
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, another beer that we're after Um, Could have so yeah so we'll see Um, so yeah I think we're more likely to tick off Norway on the, uh, the list at the moment I think that's top of my list
0: yes we're definitely yeah we do have a lead uh, our pint pals thing we were talking about before we do have a potential lead on Georgia there's, there's a fella um, that's befriended us um, who lives in Tbilisi in Georgia who's actually yeah. Welsh Yeah, out there, so hopefully, get in touch with him and and he might be able to hook us up. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he'd want us to post some brains out to him. Uh, yeah, maybe we just need to to get friendly and just you know see what we can work out. Um, okay, Okay. anything else you've got for us, or do we just want to go to a meeting?
1: Yeah, I just really like it. You think got a Session beer, what about a lockdown beer? I think this is a great lockdown,
0: it's a good for both. It's a good log cabin beer as well. Obviously, being from a Balkan country. Yeah. Cold weather. Um, Yeah, I think this has been decent. Good start. Good start. Um, Oh, by
1: the way, I've missed a fact out for you, just quickly at the end. Do you like
0: cheese? I guess. I like it melted on stuff.
1: Uh, Right. Well, the most expensive cheese in the world is made in Serbia. A bit like the most expensive beer in the world. Uh, It's called Pula. P-U-L-A. And it's made of 60% donkey milk. Right. Um, it retails at €1,000 per kilogram. Work that one out. Uh, and there's only 100 donkeys of this particular Serbian breed that are able to make it, hence it's so expensive.
0: So a block yeah, 60 of 60 b- I'm thinking of a block of cheddar from Morrison's is, what, 400 grams or half a kilo, about £2.50. A thousand so basically talking equivalent weight in pula would be 500 euros
1: Ridiculous, isn't
0: it i mean is that is it like a blue cheese is it like a like a milky like a pale cheese
1: um you're asking too many questions
0: there <laughs> you just <research laughs> go that far. <laughs> no
1: i've I've told you all that I've got written down in front of me that's as far as it goes
0: right should we, should we rate it then i think we should we got your go fingers you read now let me just One last sip, just to kind of...
1: Yeah.
0: It's well worth it, isn't it? Uh, Right, okay. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one. I've gone eight. You've gone nine. I've gone nine. Wow. I've I've gone nine. I'm not sure it's as good a nine out of ten. Should we just take eight and a half? Uh, What was
1: the other nine we did recently? Olvi. Right.
0: It's not as good as Olvi. It's not as good. Do you reckon? No. Um... It's not as good as Olvi. The, the taste, Olvi had a slightly, the, the the taste on Olvi was a little bit more.
1: Olvi was proper quality stuff on yeah. it. All right, let's go eight point five. Yeah, eight point
0: five it is. Yeah. not a bad score at all. That's that's a really good beer. A bit better yeah. than I was expecting, and I think in terms of Eastern European beers, I mean, that, well, that's that's a Tyskie beer, isn't it? Because Tyskie was eight, I think. I can't remember. I, mean, um, I feel that
1: this is rated better than it.
0: So I think this is our, our top-ranking Eastern European beer, which is... Superb. Superb. Although perhaps on the next episode, something might come along that might top it. We'll see. Mm. Uh, brilliant. Okay, well, that's been uh, beer number one. we we'll are back shortly with beer number two. Welcome back. Uh, beer number two on this episode is um, kind of a forgotten... what seems to be a forgotten staple of UK supermarkets for a few years. Um... The beer um, is from Brazil, and it's Brahma. So Brahma used to be um, really dominant. Well, I'd say say dominance, the wrong word, but it used to be that you could get packs of four, it says a bottles of this, really easily in most major UK supermarkets. Um, it was, um, for a while, a Nando's beer. This was a staple in every Nando's. This was the beer that you would drink. Nando's um, for, for listeners overseas, is, um, is basically a, a, a very popular restaurant in the UK, which is KFC for Idiots. Um, I'll leave it at that. Um,
1: like KFC, but twice the price and half the uh, quality. Well, not quality. It's probably better quality, but half the taste.
0: So, um, Brahma. Um, so, the brewery, Brahma themselves, founded in 1888, obviously in Brazil. Nowadays they're owned by InBev um, and this beer that we're, we're drinking today um, unfortunately has not come from Brazil um, due to the nature of it being owned by someone like InBev it means it gets brewed um, close to home and as this has obviously been or had been a pretty common staple of um, our supermarket shelves this has been brewed and distributed uh, via Luton so that's um, for, for UK listeners that's an that's the least, one of the least exotic places I could think of in the entire world. <laughs> um, you're uh, not far from Luton, are you? I've been to Luton. Uh, well, what, so where I'm from? Yeah, not too yeah. far. I did go to a... F- um, uh, Luton has a football ground called Kenilworth Road. Yeah. Very distinctive for one feature. So um, if you're an away fan, the way you access the ground in a built-up area is you, um, you go down a street where there's a, a row of terraced houses and essentially you go through um, into a, a house and then you go through the house and there's a turnstile and then you're in the ground. There's it's no- fantastic. It is, it is. There's nothing else like it. I remember as a kid going to it. It was an FA Cup game and going, through the, going into this house and like being very confused and I come out and there's like this stadium. It was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced as a kid it was just funny um, enough
1: I was looking at a picture of people standing at the top of some steps in between all them gardens yesterday or the day before funny you should mention Kenilworth Road mm. in respect of Brahma from Brazil and we should get onto that subject but fantastic I went there a few years ago I've been three or four times but right getting towards the end of the season Um 2007-ish I think something like that we played there on a Tuesday night and it um I drove there on my own after work one night, like straight down, bond down the MC um, and we won. I think it was two nil or two one. Simon Lappin scored a free kick. Um, I think it was the opposite end to where we were. There was it was one of them nights. I just remember total limbs everywhere. It was absolutely brilliant. It it kept us up, um, kept us in the championship. Uh, might have even been the the year that Glenn Rhoda was at the helm. Um,
0: Glenn Rhoda. yeah.
1: Norwich City and Brazil go hand in hand. Yellow and green. Um, what more can you say, really? Brazil football. It's probably only no thing
0: Norwich has in common with Brazil is yellow and green. So yeah, shout out, shout out to Kenilworth Road. Yes. Okay, so the beer, I think we'll just crack on. It, it's going to be, yeah, actually, so. I'm not spoiling much for the listener, but it's going to be, um, just a heads up, a very unremarkable beer. However, we have to drink it because it's on the list. Um. So, so this is a beer that we've we found
1: really quite difficult to get hold of this time. Um, up until the lockdown, I mean, we're in middle of May now. Um, they were selling this in home and bargains up until right before the lockdown. Because I remember seeing it time and time again, um, and just ignoring it because I've never liked it. Um, one of my best cool. mates has liked it. That is
0: so sorry. What, sorry? Is Are you not not fun. That's horrific. <laughs>
1: one of my best mates loves it and has done for years but we tried this when we had our beer festival last year Um, I think I had one on my own because you'd had it before Um, I remember saying that it wasn't as bad as I remembered it being but this pack that I bought um, we struggled as I said we struggled to get hold of it but I I found it in an Asda in Stoke um, about three or four weeks ago and it was £6 for a pack of six it's only a 330ml can
0: Fucking rip off. um Six pound. Jesus. Do
1: you know, um, they've tried to be
0: clever and sort of design it because it's quite a jazzy looking can. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's lots going on here. There's beef. There's loads of colours. There's fish. There's ladies. There's there's, all, there's loads going on. Almost a bit like a, like a craft bin, like in disguise. But when you taste yeah. it, it's fucking awful.
1: It is crap, isn't it? It's a shit beer. I've never liked it for years, mate. And I thought it was just me being moany about it.
0: Well, you'd be, you be... not. So it's a 4.3% beer, um, but it tastes piss weak. Um, really lacking in flavour, really unpleasant aftertaste. I mean, this... I've had this chilled in, in the fridge for ages. It's, it's, it's absolute bang on temperature. And even then, it's still fucking awful. Which, for a lager, is unforgivable. Um, now... Interestingly, in Brazil, so um, there are many types of Bram in Brazil. So many different. Um, it's a bit like you know you have Budweiser, Bud Light, etc. You get um, different varieties of it in Brazil. Now, the one they actually drink in Brazil is not this, which won't. Oh. So this, what we're drinking now, um, is made through a recipe that's been distributed globally since 2004. So I'm guessing that's probably the in-bev influence there where it's like, let's take this and let's make a, this version of it and distribute it everywhere. But in Brazil, um, they have a, um, a brand called Brahma Chop, which is a 5% lager. And that is the one that's commonly drank in Brazil. So when you see um, Brahma drank in Brazil, they're not drinking the piss that we're currently drinking. They're drinking a 5% beer, which is supposedly far better. So, I
1: wonder if I can get hold of it from that Latino Brazil German website. Yeah. Perhaps we can get hold of some more and we can redo Brazil I've, on a little I short
0: episode. Just to do it, to, I, I feel like this beer does not do, the beer that's brewed in Luton does not do the country of Brazil any justice. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's really bad. But yeah, no, Brahma themselves, you get Brahma, Brahma Light, obviously Brahma Chop, which is the one that um, Brazilians drink. Um, they do a porter, they do Brahma ice, um, Brahma bock, so the, the bock-style beer, um, Brahma beets, I'm not sure what that is, um, as well as non-alcoholic um, versions and a chocolate version, and just a malt drink. Um, so yeah, so so out there, um, you can get Brahma in loads of different varieties.
1: We're just... It's floor. clearly... Well loved and a massive brand there, isn't it?
0: Yeah, big brand, which is obviously why InBev bought it. But obviously, what we're getting is is Brahma in name only. It's not. It, I don't think it really captures whatever essence there is that obviously yeah. so popular in Brazil. Um, so on to Brazil. So one of the more interesting countries, I think, um, out of our hundred that we've got, in my opinion. So there's lots of obvious stuff. So obviously, it's massive, biggest country in South America. Amazon rainforest, blah, blah, blah. Uh, fifth biggest um, by size and population in the world, Brazil, as a country. Um, now, somewhere, probably one of the weirdest places you'd go for, for a beer, for a Brahma in Brazil, is the Bar de Bin Laden in Sao Paulo. <laughs> now, you might think Bin Laden, that's a bit odd. Um, yes, it is um, a it is. The Bardo bin Laden after Osama bin Laden.
1: It really is, as, as mad as it sounds.
0: It really is. So um, the reason why that is, is this, this bar in Sao Paulo, the, the landlord, the guy that, that that owns it, has it, is a dead ringer for Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> so he grew his beard wrong, named the beard, uh, named the beard, named the bar after Osama, and, uh, and there you go. Um, wow. And apparently there is another bar in a different city in Brazil. So it's not it's not in Sao Paulo, it's somewhere else. Which is also Bin Laden themed for reasons unknown. Um but there's pictures they have an Instagram account and there's people that have that have had pictures with him. So and dressed in all the garb. So he's dressed
1: Does he look like him,
0: yeah? Oh yeah, yeah he does, yeah. He's got the, the full beard, he's got all the gear on. So imagine imagine you go into a bar and Osama bin Laden's there and he pours you a pint. Could you imagine that? <laughs> But wow. that, that got me thinking, because how, how long ago was it that he supposedly died? About 10 years now?
1: Yeah, at least, if not more.
0: If not more. What if he didn't die? What if? What if he escaped?
1: That and is set, his bar.
0: Set up a bar in Brazil. I mean, that's not that's not a Muslim thing at all, really. They're, 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 a lot of practicing Muslims don't touch alcohol. But,
1: but if you've got to change
0: your identity, well, well it's a bit sort like of. The conspiracy theories like Bruce Lee never died, he joined the Hong Kong police undercover and stuff like you know, Elvis never died. What if Osama Bin Laden never died? And what if he's just milling about trying a different sampling a different lifestyle in um, some Sao Paulo Bar in Brazil? Imagine that. did did they supposedly bury him at sea, if I remember right. They dumped him off a ship, didn't they? Or something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's the same as a burial at sea, yeah. I mean he wasn't, um, he
0: wasn't gonna get out on John, was he? No. Um, Hi, am, rules. Am, I, am I right? You thinking?
1: <laughs> <our home>. <laughs> <laughs> am I right? You thinking? There's a, a video of George Bush sitting with a load of like navy or troops or something watching him getting chucked off this shit. It was oh, kept I, obviously I, secret for obvious reasons at the time.
0: Was it? Was it Obama that got him? Uh, it might have been. I've got. I think it was Bush. I, I could be wrong. Obama got him anyway. Speaking about going back to Elton John, one of the best—I think the whole thing, obviously, this coronavirus thing has been terrible. One of my absolute favourite things that happened was <laughs> they did a charity concert, didn't they? And this would have been a while back <laughs> when you're listening to this, but they did a charity concert um, in America, and they managed to get Elton to perform for it. But Elton John <laughs> decided was sort of grumpily performing behind a piano next to a basketball hoop on his truck. <laughs> And did a, I'm Still Standing, which, you know, the song, the sentiment of the song, perfect, but, but he basically was like rushing through it and like barely made any sense for the whole thing.
1: <laughs> he sounded so angry, didn't he? Oh it was
0: awful. It was like he was being made to do it and he was just yeah. like to get get it done so he could get gone, get back indoors.
1: Do you think he was trying to sort of go along with like that he was angry with the situation and he was putting real effort into it? What but you, it just came out that he sounded like a pub singer.
0: I guess there was I guess he was giving it plenty of energy, but he was he was like singing it like like um the sort of Vic Reeves sort of shooting star style.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and that is not doing it a disservice. That is exactly no. how it sounded.
0: Pretty much how it sounded. Everyone would have sounded <laughs> pretty famous. Uh, anyway, back to Brazil. So, what else have I got? Okay, let's play. Uh, I'm quite good at this, but I rarely test you on it. So, let's play Guess the Capital City. Can you tell me the capital city of Brazil? Brasilia. Correct. But did you know that it hasn't always been the capital city? Ah, shit. I didn't look into it that much. So, Brasilia has been the capital. Um, city for uh well since 1960 before that it was rio de janeiro but they decided to build themselves um, another capital because why not and uh built basically built the city in four years really yeah they just basically from scratch they just, built, they just built they built a new capital city in about four years from 56 to 1960
1: so it's a new city then yeah a bit like milton Keynes.
0: It's like what the Keynes of Brazil, except they've made they've made it essentially the capital. Nice, right? Oh, okay, fair you know, enough. Keynes was, uh, was the capital of England. You know, I grew up there. I, I actually, people give it shit, but I actually quite liked it. As I can't kid,
1: imagine, it's like
0: Brasilia though. No, no, no. As a kid, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good place to live. As a kid, at the time, growing up in the in the in the sort of early nineties in early to sort of, well, through the nineties really not Keens, was, was good times. <laughs> you it. Uh, okay. So, uh, other interesting things, right? So, uh, traffic. So imagine, imagine the worst traffic you've ever been in to so say you've been on the M six or the M one or M 25 or whatever. So in 2013, now, I don't know, I didn't research it enough to know if this is a world record, so I don't know that for, for a fact, but supposedly a record in, at least in Brazil, but well, I can't think of anything worse. There was a traffic jam in Brazil, um, on this really bad sort of like traffic spot, that was 192 miles long. How does that work? Just, just, that's just how long it was. 192 miles of traffic. What caused it? Any idea? Idea, probably a woman probably driver, someone
1: like, yeah, sick.
0: <laughs> I, didn't, hair I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. it just a joke. Just a joke. My wife's a better driver than I am. And that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, another quick t- two, two very quick tidbits. Um one involving Nazis, one involving dolphins. Uh, <laughs> one, uh, so um, you do sometimes get German, uh, sorry, billions with German sounding names. And that is because um, a lot of, uh, well, say a lot of, some Nazis um, at the end of the Second World War fled and escaped to Brazil and set up home there. So that's why you get some, um, that's where you get some of Brazil's, um, well some of their sort of white population would come from say Portuguese heritage, but also German. All oh, right. Yeah. So That's bizarre. Um hotbed for for um, retired Nazis as well. So it's kind of like the um, <laughs> kind of like bought a Nazi Bournemouth.
1: <laughs> Nazis spreading their seed around Rio de Janeiro.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's where they go sort of go out to pasture. Mm. Uh and also yeah, dolphins. So in um in southeast Brazil, a place called Laguna, um, apparently the, the fishermen there fish with the assistance, with, uh, uh, with dolphins, with the help of dolphins. So what they do is when they set up their nets and they set up their sort of areas and stuff to, to fish, the dolphins will go out and corral and will we'll do some work for them and apparently will give them an indication of when it's time to cast out, apparently.
1: So like, the dolphins are like grassing on all the fish, mate?
0: bit, yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. So the dolphins kind of help that.
1: Because you <laughs> think the dolphins would want to just eat the fish themselves, really, wouldn't you?
0: Maybe they're on commission.
1: Sure, they share it, like, between each other. Or at least pay them. They deserve to get at least minimum wage.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're on. Maybe it's just a commission-based, obviously, 0 yes. Zero. naughty, not it? Yeah. yeah. it's a bit a bit sports-direct, isn't it? So, <laughs> it is yeah a bit Mike Ashley yeah uh, okay two more things so Fordlandia what do you think that is Fordlandia Fordlandia um, a rainforest Not well, far off so uh, you know we love on this podcast we love a ghost town oh so, yeah we had obviously the place in Cy- the abandoned place in Cyprus we had the yeah. we one in Namibia as well it was full of sand well, Henry Ford, I don't know when this was, but he decided that he would create, He wanted to create an industrial revolution within the Amazon rainforest in the middle of the jungle. And he wanted to create rubber plantations and factories on a mass scale and basically build a town styled like the American Midwest but plonked um, in the Amazon. So he found an area to do it. And he started building, and they, they were working on this on this project, and then basically it failed. It just it just wasn't happening. But a lot of the buildings and stuff that was 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 um, that was completed remains there, so you can actually visit it. And you can see this place. It's quite remote, but you can get to it. Wow! It's one of those sort of Atlas Obscura type things. You see, you can find it on the internet pictures of it and stuff, and it looks, you know, really weird. It's you know, factories in a in a very or, or, excuse me, Gassy. Um, A very sort of unusual setting. So, yeah, unusual tourist hotspot if you ever happen to go to Brazil. something a bit wow. weird. That sounds fun. Fordlandia. There you go.
1: I actually nearly said um, a car.
0: Well, they were, my
1: toss-up then was between a jungle and a car. So, I wasn't you far off. Far lines. Halfway between, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and my last thing. So, um, you think... The lifestyle we're used to. Obviously, the world now is is smaller than it's ever been in terms of how connected we are, and the internet, and all this sort of other stuff. And you can think of sort of um, people that maybe detach from that sort of thing. You maybe think of the the Amish in America, who kind of detach themselves from technology and whatever else. Well, the Amazon is so vast that it is said that in 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 the Brazilian obviously um, Amazon. That there are around, um, well, as of 10 years ago, so it may have changed since, there are 70 uncontacted tribes existing within the Amazon. Brilliant. So these are different tribes that just that are just in their own little bubble that have no awareness, they have no concept of the wider world other than That's their, their localised area that they live, that they inhabit. So no no internet, no Brahma. They might not even know Lucky. beer at all. Lucky
1: them. That's amazing. No. Was it last year or the year before where someone sent a drone into one of these um, tribes, but they sort of hovered it above them and sort of filmed them just doing tribe stuff and then took it out. And then that was that. Like no one ever said anything to them. Like they were too scared of... You're like going near this tribe because obviously they like you know might point arrows at them and stuff like.
0: God, if you were a tribesman who had no concept of you know civilization other than other than that, and you saw a drone, what would you think it was? Well, you think it was
1: a bird, wouldn't you?
0: Would you? Well, I don't know.
1: I mean, you wouldn't even know what electric is, so you wouldn't know that you that you personally could physically build anything. That'd fly without any connection, so you wouldn't know that you could make anything up there. Mm. But then it probably wouldn't look natural. But it depends how close it is, how far you could see it. True. Um, but then wonder if like these transmen have um, any problems with like, anxiety and um, you know like non um, non-binary and all that sort of stuff. Do you reckon I have any of these sort of modern I mean, issues think- that we have nowadays?
0: You're safe from coronavirus. That's one thing
1: you would like to think so.
0: Yeah. (laughs) If it gets there, we're all fucked if it's there. (laughs) Uh, Right. uh, I I don't think we're going to dignify barbecue ambassador reception with this beer. It's not even going to be a conversation. Right. No. There's just nothing. There's nothing.
1: Celebrities, though, that drink this. I've got one for you in their prime. Ronaldo. R9 Ronaldo. He'd drink this. He was a fat bastard even when he was still playing. Yeah, but... He drinks this.
0: He wouldn't drink this, he'd drink, he'd drink chop.
1: Yeah, but if he, like when he was playing at Madrid, what if he couldn't get the good stuff? He has to drink this shit, doesn't
0: he? I get the feeling you would, he'd just drink Spanish beers. What do you reckon? If it, I, I, if it were me, if I were Brazilian, if it's not chop or one of these other types, I, I wouldn't bother. Because this surely, it'd be interesting to hear the thoughts of a Brazilian in the, living in the UK. What they think of it because if I was from Brazil and I'd come over here and then I drank this, I would be insulted. Yeah, I think well, the, yeah, I would be too. What have you done to it? This is definitely one of the worst beers we've had.
1: It's interesting you say that though, because traditionally the ones that we, re- that we rate badly are the ones that don't taste as much, such as Mythos and Snow. Yeah, um, they both, t- both taste really watery. Whereas this is the opposite, it has got quite a lot of taste to it. It just tastes it's shit. Pleasant taste. It's awful. It's awful. It really is. Right, should we just rate it? So yeah, I think we should. Okay. Fingers.
0: Um, yeah. So it tells me I'm only going to need one hand for this one. <laughs> right. Okay, three three two one. go. So you've given it three. I've given it two. Yeah. Um. Two and a half.
1: I'm quite. I'm quite happy to let it go down to two. If I'm perfectly honest with
0: yeah.
1: you, I don't. The... I'm not. I'm not willing to fight for it, and I don't particularly want to rock paper scissors for it. Yeah, or if, if I do, could... I'll be willing to throw it so you win the rock paper scissors.
0: It, it'd be the, the the most unimportant rock paper scissors I think of all time. No. Nah.
1: Okay. So that's... this is on yeah. par with Mythos and Snow. They were both two out of ten, weren't they? I think. <laughs>
0: This is this is Mythos bad. This is this is as bad as Mythos. Um, yeah. Argue in some ways it's worse. Um. However, not. Yes. As, bad as No, in my opinion. But definitely, definitely, this is, this is bottom of bottom ladder. However, like I say, yeah. at some point further down the line, maybe we try and see if we can get hold of something brewed in Brazil. Maybe give it more of a yeah. Fair we'll see. Something's
1: yeah. Happening. See what we can do there. Yeah. Admin over. We've had two uh, okay. massively ranging beers on this episode, haven't
0: we? Oh, w- opposite end of the scale. Definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah, um, this has got to be the most poles apart that we've been. There's oh, a yeah. huge difference between the two.
0: Yes, yeah. Finished on a bit of a, bit of a low point. <laughs> mm. uh, right, okay. So, uh, well, that's that's pretty much been it. Uh, Mark, do you want to tell people um, the socials and where to find us?
1: Yeah, please follow us at FTLM. Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube also don't forget our Pipe Pals we're still desperately searching for um, loads of different beers we've still got about 30 left to go at the moment there's a list of them very shortly I'm sure by the time you listen to this going to be on our our social so yeah help us out Um, we can help you out do whatever you want
0: Get in touch with us. Um, a, a DM on Twitter or Instagram or an email at for the love of beerpod at gmail.com. Um, anything like that would be fantastic because we are having to think about now series three um, and we're going to need some time to get hold of some beers. And uh, the help of you guys um, out there, I think we're going to. Um, so I'm going to let Mark get back to his dogs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh we'll uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye everyone. All I do is
1: drink beer for breakfast. <laughs>